The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce is a business advocacy organization serving southeastern Berks, western Montgomery, and northern Chester counties, as well as the Route 422 corridor. Our office has been located in Pottstown for our entire 90-plus years in business since 1927. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chamber Chat with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Remember the last time you called your bank and heard... Press 1 to wait for the next available representative. Press 2 to leave a voicemail. Now, listen to the difference at the Victory Bank. Hello, Victory Bank. Jennifer speaking. Real people. No voicemail. Everyone deserves a victory. The Victory Bank. We exist to help our clients fulfill their visions and dreams. Member FDIC. Did you ever wish you had friends for business benefits? Well, you do now with the Ben Exchange. Stop by their website today at benexchange.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this episode of the Chamber Chat Podcast. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. This will be part two of Audrey Faust, Controller on Demand. We just had so much in the last episode uh, that we wanted to do uh, another one. But before we jump in, we'd like to thank the Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. So, Audrey, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Bill. All right. So at our last podcast, we got a chance to know a little bit um, about Audrey. And we also went over the six steps to grow your business. Uh, which were great. So if you have not listened to the previous episode, now is a good time to go back and listen to that. Uh, And then we're going to go in a little bit more. I know you wanted to talk about some more uh, items about controller on demand. Um, And I wanted to ask you at the end of the last uh, episode, at the end of the last episode, excuse me, we were talking about LinkedIn. I wanted to talk to you about your presence on LinkedIn. Because I think when I first met you, you weren't doing a whole lot on LinkedIn. So tell me how tell me how that's evolved and maybe what propelled you to do that and where you where you're finding where you're finding the motivation to do what you're doing on LinkedIn. Well, truth be told, I hired somebody. <laughs> that's okay. So, we all yes. need help. We were talking about that last um, episode with a coach, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I I hired uh, someone to do my social media marketing because that was always the thing that got put on the back burner because I had too many other things to do. But I knew how important it is to get your information out there, your face out there. So you are in the front of mind of people. Um, And it actually um, got a client just last week based on he saw a post on my LinkedIn. Mm, Um, Interesting. you know, you don't always get that direct connection when you're talking marketing. Sure. Um, it's usually a combination of things that bring you, that bring a client in. But um, that person said, oh, I kept seeing you all over LinkedIn. So That's nice to get this. So, so it's working. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's working. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Hiring great. somebody to do my LinkedIn post um, and social media posts. She's, she does Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost on a daily basis. Did you want to give her a plug? Sure. Jen uh, Seeley. <laughs> you can't steal her from me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. She has her own business um, as well. Yeah. She works for me part-time, but she does have her own business. Um, and uh, she does all that social media marketing stuff for me. Yeah. So hello, Jennifer. <laughs> 
Uh, no, Jen's been great. I know we've had coffee a few times. Uh, she knows the space. It's very enthusiastic, has the vision, and anybody would be happy to have her uh, do their social media and marketing. With the LinkedIn, I think you started, uh, correct me if I have the timing wrong here, you actually started out doing some videos before Jen came on board, correct? Were you doing some videos yes. from your office, right? Yeah, I, I was doing some of the social media. My, I was doing it myself, and it was taking a lot of time. Yeah. You know, and keeping up with it was, you know, a challenge. Yeah. So. But, but describe the leap of faith to actually get on there and start doing videos, right? Yeah. I mean, videos are arguably some of the most personal and intimate way to communicate with somebody. So tell me a little bit about that so process. So I wasn't an something I was able to do on my own, to be honest. Um, I hired a coach, a mindset coach that I worked with um, for a while. And it was kind of a residual of that was being able to be more visible and getting out on doing videos. Um, she had this whole other program that um, just helped me come into my own. But a residual of that is I started being okay with being visible and mm -hmm. and being on social. And once you start doing it, it's it just becomes like a no-brainer. No it's easy. No big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. I give you a lot of credit for doing that. Thank it's you. it's again, it's one of those things to um, you know to post on LinkedIn is one thing to post a video on LinkedIn. I think it's something completely different. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I need so, to actually start posting more videos on <laughs> Well, there you I, go. You, Hopefully nice I give little... <laughs> you some inspiration there. I've been doing them on Facebook, but not as much on LinkedIn. Yeah. So so I'm reading here in, in some of your notes um, that you provided. Again, Audrey provided notes for this, so you know how de detailed she is. You're talking about creating a budget, and I think going into a new year, creating a budget is really important for a business. Describe to me maybe a little bit about the process on how you would go about, a business would go about creating a budget for 2020. So I don't get into a rigid budget. Most of the small entrepreneurs that I deal with, they, they really don't want a rigid budget that they have to stick to like a big corporation does. Right, where they have like, you know, 12 yeah. line items yeah. and all that stuff, right? So you just have yeah. separate buckets. So I kind of, I do a little Excel spreadsheet so we know what are the regular monthly expenses that are going out and do we have, what do we have left at the end of the month that either, you know, we can invest in equipment or we can invest in additional people. So my businesses will know right off the bat, okay, we bring it, we need to bring the revenue up to, you know, $50,000 a month to be able to hire, you know, this extra person and still come in the green at the end of the month. So that's kind of what my budgets are about. They're not like stringent sticking to a, a certain number. Mm -hmm. It's just taking an average of six months of your um, expenses and revenue, see where you're at, see where you need to grow to get to the next step. Okay, yeah, and that's fair enough because I think businesses need some flexibility there, yes. right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, talk to me about uh, training. You do some training as well? Yes. So I do QuickBooks Online training. I train entrepreneurs. I train uh, admins and bookkeepers as well. So um, I do QuickBooks Desktop, but typically most of my uh, work 
is in QuickBooks Online because that's a newer product and people don't know that as well and it's a little more difficult to understand because it's actually completely different from QuickBooks Desktop. Mm -hmm. But the one nice thing I do is I do all my training remotely online through Zoom. So what happens then is I record the call, the Zoom training, and you get a copy of the Zoom training. So if you need to go back and refer to whatever I taught you how to do, you have the recording. So that's really nice because a lot of times we go through training and, you know, and we're like looking through our notes or whatever, trying to figure out how they told us to do something and if we just had a video of it. <laughs> It would be a lot easier, right? Yes. <laughs> so do you find a lot of people you train are just learning QuickBooks for the first time, or they want to expand their knowledge with QuickBooks? Most of them have dived, dove into QuickBooks, and they started going, getting into it, and they think, oh, this is easy, I can do it, and then all of a sudden they're like, what's going on here? What's going on there? Because um, QuickBooks Online is has a lot of artificial intelligence built in, mm. and um People seem to think that it's smarter than they are, but it's not. <laughs> gotcha. So um, you have to kind of like change things and and fix things to the way they should be. Okay. Instead of where QuickBooks thinks they should be, which isn't always the correct place. So gotcha. A lot of entrepreneurs get into a lot of trouble and create a lot of messes and admins and bookkeepers in QuickBooks Online because um, they don't understand exactly how the software works but once I train them and I teach them how the software works they get it and they you know can move forward right. so okay it's I'm gonna easy. yeah it sounds like it um, I'm gonna shift off of business topics for a minute and um, ask you personally when you're not working um, and you're not spending time with your family what types of hobbies or interests do you have that kind of balances you out and keeps you well I like to be outdoors when the weather's nice, of course. Sure. <laughs> um, walking, hiking. We have a house in the Poconos that's on a lake, and it's like one of my favorite places to go. Um, nice. That you know, I could, we go to that. We rent it out too. So when it's not rented out, we'll mm -hmm. we'll go and spend a lot of time there. So do you carve out time? I know, like we've talked about in some episodes in the past about carving out time away from your business. So for an entrepreneur who's all in all the time you might be totally consumed with trying to build your product or build your brand or whatever it is what kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants to balance that uh, balance that initiative with the time they need to take away from being on the go all the time how do you well yeah i'm a workaholic so i struggle with that all the time um but the one thing that i have done um is it's like no business Saturdays. So okay. I completely, Saturday I do not do any work. And sometimes that's hard to force myself not to do work on a Saturday. Um, and I make sure that at least one day a week I don't go in my office because my office is at home. Okay. So it's easy to go in your office when you're like, oh, I'm just going to go in here. So one day I forced myself to, you know, no business Saturdays. Interesting. <laughs> so how, how difficult is it? Very. It's, it's difficult for me because I love what I do. Yeah. And um, I, if you love what you do and it's not a chore, which a lot of entrepreneurs do, or that's why they're in business, like it's hard for you to stay away from it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I, I can't imagine having an office in my house and not walk in there for something and then be gravitated towards 
whatever yeah. he said tending to the business or, yeah. or doing whatever so yeah okay um, what else would you like to tell us about controller on demand please um, I just you know uh, I find that one thing I don't know we didn't talk too much about cash flow and uh, job costing strategies um, we can talk about it now so job costing like it's really important to know the profit you're making on your jobs. We did talk about it a little bit. Cash flow strategies is, um, it's really easy to change your cash flow. Um, entrepreneurs sometimes get in their heads, well, what if I change, if I start asking for a deposit or if I start change my terms from 30 days to 15 days, like what are my customers gonna think? Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're not gonna think. You go, you, you go to Staples and you buy something there, you have to pay up front. Right. They're not gonna let you pay 30 days from now. Mm -hmm. So why should it be any different? I think that's kind of where the US, US has a little different. A lot, some of my clients I've worked with overseas, um, products and so forth, and they're all, you pay up front before, you, before they even start working on your project. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. It's like pay in full in advance, and it's like, oh, they have it right. I'm not sure where this 30-day terms has come yeah. from in the U.S. Yeah, but, interesting. Um, so, yeah. Like, so like even if somebody was doing like a marketing campaign, something that if you don't know, you might not be satisfied with the results or something like that, that you're paying that up front? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. It's definitely will you know because if you think about it if you're a business and you're doing a net 30 mm -hmm. okay you're typically maybe you're not doing billing even for the work you've already done for a week or two or sometimes even a month then you send the bill out and give them net 30 that's another 30 days until they pay and if they pay on time they pay late then you know maybe that's another 15 days so it could be almost three months from the time you've actually done the work till the time you actually get paid. Yeah, that's a great point. So it's like, why not shorten that time a little bit? Mm -hmm. If if you don't feel comfortable asking for a deposit or money up front, at least shorten your terms to 15 days. Mm -hmm. Like, then maybe you'll get paid in 30. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, so. that has to be difficult for a small business because, uh, yeah, some, you, you know, you might be shy for asking the money, about the, asking for the money or, Whatever the reason is, but I, I, yeah, to be upfront with it is probably the best policy <laughs> there. Yes. All right. So, so what are the next steps for controller on demand? Where's Where's this go to next? Yeah. You've done a lot of great things so far. So, what's the next step? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I'm still planning that. So, I'm growing my uh, my bookkeepers group. Um, I started a group online with a few women helping them grow their bookkeeping business. So mine, I'm doing, uh, I'm starting a new group in January, um, launching that for, and I hope that's gonna be even more women that I'm gonna be able to help. I'm expanding uh, into, you know, more CFO work, um, and I'm working with small businesses, and that's, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's the growth for 2020. I love it. I'm raising my prices in 2020. I love it. So. Yeah. Well, your uh, experience, your time, and your knowledge is yes. becoming more valuable. Yes. So um, as most businesses should take a look at what they're pricing their business at, um, so you have done as well. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Uh, anything else you would like to add before we end the podcast here? 
Uh, no, I think that's all. Not I cool. appreciate you yeah, having me here. No, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Again, it's just another opportunity for somebody who's a chamber member to get the messages out. Um, you know, you may not be able to make a lot of the networking events, but now you have this podcast that you can share with others, and you actually have two episodes that you can share with folks. So, uh, so it would be great for them as an opportunity to get to know you. So, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Um, I invite everybody else to come. Bill is an, a great host. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it's it. Been fun. And we will also, before we break, also we will put your contact information in the episode notes on how to get a hold of you okay yes. so people can contact you whether connect with you on linkedin or your email address or well do you want to give your email address sure my email address is simple audrey a-u-d-r-e-y at controller dash on demand that's uh the word controller and then a little dash and on demand.com um and then uh, that's my website too, controller-ondemand.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm doing, uh, as I believe I said in the last, um, I'm doing an article series on these uh, six growth strategies. I have two are already up. I have four more that I'm gonna be posting over the next couple of months. Um, every other week I'm gonna be posting an article. That's great. On growing your business nice all right good well we're looking forward to seeing those articles and again thank you for your time on the podcast today thank you everyone thanks for downloading this episode of the chamber chat podcast my name is bill vitiello the institutional and business development manager for the victory bank we also like to thank our sponsor the ben exchange your friends for business benefits and also if you have any questions comments or suggestions for the chamber or this podcast you can email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com that's podcast at tricountyareachamber.com so until we connect again all my best and bye for now thank you again for downloading this episode if you would like to stay in touch with your chamber of commerce please visit our website that's tricountyareachamber.com you can also follow us on social media on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can also pick up the phone and call us at 610-326-2900. A live person will pick up the phone. It's once again on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, please consider subscribing to this podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. So again, subscribe to this podcast and also turn on notifications where you'll be notified of new episodes. The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, serving the greater Pottstown area since 1927.